in to the Throwing Sports Podcast. Sorry, guys, had a little, uh, how shall we say, throat issue there for a quick second. But welcome in to the Soren Sports Podcast. I am your host, Brayden. And as always, I am joined by that pineapple of a mountain, Alan Pena. Alan, how are we doing today, buddy? Been pretty good. Actually, had a good walk for today as I was doing a couple errands and decided to leave my car, the car to my wife so she doesn't have to walk. You know, it's a nice weather, but it's nice to go for a nice walk. And I can't find it. It's actually the perfect timing to do so, which I would recommend anybody go do. But it's been pretty good. And, and really, it's another great day to come together and, and talk about what is going on with our players internationally, like making an impact here. Oh, yeah. And we got a big, big topic today for people in the know. And, you know, we, we will get to the NHL and NBA draft. Um, Nicole Jokic has also been announced as the 2K24 basketball video game cover athlete. We will get to all of that. Um, that might have to be moved to a later week. Because <laughs> um, it's not every day you get to talk about what just happened in baseball. And, you know, Alan, I'm, I think uh, it's... We uh, need to mention, you know, when was the last time we saw something like this happen? And that was 2012 with Felix Fernandez. And if you don't remember what happened in 2012 with Felix Fernandez, um, let's, uh, let's play some audio here. This is from yeah, MLB man. here. Felix Fernandez, the 2-2. Two, two. He got him! 34 years! 119 games! It's finally happened! So, if you could understand, you know, thanks MLB TikTok, that was great. Perfect for what we needed today. <laughs> but we are talking about what, Alan? A perfect game. Let's go. <laughs> now, we haven't seen one since 2012, Alan. And it just so worked out that King Felix, Felix Hernandez, was from Venezuela. He was the last player pitcher to get it which is just great. And while we're not talking about him today, we're talking about um, Domingo Herman from the Dominican Republic. And he threw a perfect game just two days ago. Yeah, he did. But before I get into that, I was going to say, that's a pretty good pronunciation he did. That's very impressive. <laughs> I, it helps when you listen to some of the audio that we're going to play later. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, but yeah, like, you mentioned it's not every day you've got a perfect game. Now, it doesn't happen often. It probably happens every five, ten, or we can say now every years. But the fact that it did was tremendous. Like, he, you could say in baseball, as a pitcher, getting a no hit is hard. Getting a perfect game. It's harder. And what Domingo did was, wow, like, unbelievable. And and he said his up and downs. Like, to come back from allowing 10 runs, something like that, that he did his last outing. Oh, he was miserable last outing. It was miserable. To do a perfect game, like, that's a pretty good bounce back right there. Like, you can't, you can't ask for more. Like, when pitchers bounce back, it's like, hey, it's a good sign. 
But the way he bounced back from it, which I have to highlight right there, is is wow. And can he keep this up? I think he can. Like he he's not he's up there. With, I'm not saying he is the best, but he's not the worst either. He is up there as far as pictures is concerned. So I would say probably this should give him confidence. Will he get another perfect game? Probably not. But at least hey, get his pitches going because. We'll see what he can do when he's on. Because when he's on, good luck. Because he he will find the strike zone and he will make plays when needed. And his defense, the defense will come will come in and support. So what he did, tremendous. And and now there's been two international players to do it on that historic list. And also keep in mind, he's the fourth Yankee. To hit a perfect game, which that's the most in in all of all of the majors. Right, and that's uh you mentioned it, Alan, that's uh the most by any team in the majors, but it's also <clears throat> you know, off the field Domingo Herman, maybe not the best character out there. You know, not necessarily the best role model for people. Um we're not gonna get into that today. We're just gonna talk about this achievement. Um but it is worth mentioning. He's not the best character. Um, he's been caught with cheating. He's had his uh, domestic violence uh, suspensions, which is not good. So when you look at who the person that did it is, you know, it makes you kind of go, oh. But, you know, we're just here to talk about a perfect game. And that's all we're here to talk about. Domestic violence sucks and it shouldn't be a thing. We don't like it. But it's worth mentioning, you know, off the field, he might not be the greatest guy. That being said, he did throw a perfect game. Now, this shows the ups and downs of baseball, On as you mentioned. Just last start, he threw, he got lit up. D- dismal performance. Ten runs, and I don't remember how many innings, but he, he, it was not good for, for Domingo Herman on the mound. And to come back just two days ago and throw a perfect game, it's the first of the pitch clock era, which may have aided, may have not. Um, and then it's the first one in 10 years, and it's also the second one that we know of by an internet player not born in the U.S., which is great. And it's just fantastic. 27 outs, no errors, no no hits, no runs, no base, no walks, just... Just pure, unfiltered greatness. And you got to love that. And here we go to the final out. And this is from the Yankees. Grounded to third. Donaldson has it. There it is. Perfection for Domingo Herman. As Alan already mentioned. And 
June 28th of 2023. Didn't hit the pause button quick enough. <laughs> but that that all being said, Alan, it's amazing to watch something like this happen. You don't see it happen hardly at all. And when you do see it happen, you remember where you were. And, Alan, here's an interesting question. Because a no-hitter is still a great achievement. But do you think a perfect game automatically qualifies a player for the Hall of Fame? Normally, but for a pitcher, I wouldn't say, I would say no, because like, there's more than just mm-hmm. game. Like, Oh, yeah, for sure. Wins. Like, what was the ERA? Like, the consistency. Like, that's why you would see guys like the Pedro Martinez, the Juan Mariscal, the, um, who else? The trying to think of great pitchers internationally as well. You think of, um, or overall, you think of Randy Johnson, like Johan Santana. I forgot about him. Like, it's the body of work. It's just the, oh, he threw a perfect game. What have you also done in the years? So, could this help him out? Probably, if he keeps it going. But, like, he just, I, hopefully this is a sign for him. Hey, you know what? I know I can get a better picture. Let's use this as a springboard to be better. And, and as far as the Yankees are concerned, hopefully this is a jump start. And the Yankees, they had to deal with a lot this, this season. And, and the AL East, it just it's getting tougher now with not just Tampa Bay killing it, but Baltimore. They're they're also rolling. And so if the Yankees don't get into the playoffs, probably this should help them. And and then with Domingo, it's all about consistency. Like can you keep this going? And that's oh another perfect game. But get the like focus on your on your pitch and your game. But as far as him being in the Hall of Fame, like a lot of those guys that threw the perfect games are either Hall of Famers or will be in the Hall of Fame. So with Domingo, he has a lot. He has way to go. He has what I'm looking for. He still has steps to get into the Hall of Fame. But I would say, you know what? I'm not worried about the Hall of Fame right now, and he shouldn't. He should just focus on, hey, let's get back to my pitches as far as fundamentally, and then go from there. Right. And, you know, it's an interesting question to ponder because, honestly, it, it like you said, Alan, it really depends on the pitcher. I think for King Felix, Felix Hernandez, his, nona, or his perfect game, automatically for me puts him in that Hall of Fame echelon because of everything he had done up to that point and everything oh, he yeah. did for years afterwards. So that perfect game is probably what clinches his Hall of Fame. For a player like Domingo Herman, and this is just shows the beauty of baseball, he can have this perfect game and in his next outing, you know, which he threw this perfect game in only 99 pitches, which is fantastic. 
But in his next game, we could see him get lit up again. That's just the beauty of baseball. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because we listened to the Yankees broadcast just celebrating and letting the crowd breathe. But, the, you know, they, they played against the A's. And for those that don't know, I'm wearing my A's hat mostly because I don't have a Yankees hat. And I don't know if I'll ever get one. But if I do, I'll wear it for stuff like this. Um but just listen to we remember the enjoyment we heard from the Yankees broadcasters. Contrast with this. Here is Estiuri Ruiz. As the bitch is swung on, and one hop to Donaldson. Donaldson to first. He has done it. Domingo Herman has won the 24th perfect game in Major League history, and he is being mobbed by his teammates. Incredible. A perfect game for Herman. From the first pitch of the ball game, Domingo Herman showed you things were working well. Fastball, curveball, changeup, everything was on its best behavior tonight. Like it's great, you know they're they're appreciating the moment for what it is, but you can tell they're having it rough over there in Oakland. And uh, thanks for the NBC Sports for uh, giving us that sound. But it, it's just been fun to see like. The Yankees are like, we did it! Yeah! <laughs> and the A's, they did it! Another one. You know, they did great. Why did it have to be us? On the web for another one. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Siri. Okay, <laughs> oh, that's Siri? Okay. Yeah. But, it, you know, it just goes to show, you know, there's while there's always two sides to every story, Alan, especially a story like a perfect game, in the world of baseball, the perfect game just means so much for everyone involved, even if it's against your own team. Yeah, it is like it's like it's really like you don't see these you don't see perfect games come come along often. So you just gotta like, even if it's against your own, just take advantage of it because as we mentioned, we don't know what's gonna happen and. And even a fact, I don't know if you know this, but the four times that the Yankees, Yankee a pitcher, a Yankee pitcher throws a perfect game, the other three times they've gone to win the World Series. Could that happen? We'll see. Please As no. <laughs> the AL East is going to get tough. Just got tougher. They're going to have to overcome a lot. But for right now, we I would say we'll talk World Series and all Come October. in a couple of months. Right now, it's all about what Domingo did and what would it look like for him moving forward, which I should expect him to start playing well. But if this is just in a, like a one-night thing, which I doubt it is, then, oh, well, at least it can go away saying, I did throw a perfect game, but hopefully the case is he uses that to start getting better, which he has a little bit, but he just needs to get it to where he can continue to help the Yankees pitching and give that support that Garrett Cole needs, which I would say he does need help. And if we don't think given that, then, then the Yankees can do some stuff. Right, and Alan, you brought up the AL East, and I, so I had a good look at standings. You know, the Yankees 
in terms of the division, they're nine and a half game back gains back of Tampa, and I don't know if they'll get it, but you never know. There's it's a long season, but you look at the wild card. Who are the three teams that hold the AL wild card as of right now? Baltimore. Baltimore. Uh, Toronto. Toronto. Don't tell me. Is it Houston? Nope. The Angels? Nope. The Red Sox? No. no. But it is an AL East team. Oh, wait a minute. Toronto? You already mentioned Toronto. Oh, Toronto. Okay. What team have we been talking about? The Yankees? The Yankees. So, the the road to the playoffs in the AL goes through the AL East. Um, Houston is half a game back of Toronto. The Angels are a game and a half behind Toronto. So, the Angels might make the playoffs. They're at least over 500. Which is more than what we could have said about the Angels in recent years. So keep an eye on the Angels this season for the rest of the season. Um, the A's, we're not going to talk about them. They're abysmal. Um, but yeah, so it's just crazy. The road to the playoffs is through the AL East. This perfect game from Domingo Herman can really help go a long way in terms of momentum for the rest of the season, which may earn the Yankees this the division title, or at the very least, a, a very good chance in sitting in the playoffs. And, Alan, you mentioned it, you know, last time they did it, the last few times they've had a perfect game, they won the World Series, and while I don't know if Baseball World wants another Yankees title, I'm sorry, Yankees fans, but, <laughs> you know, there, it is worth mentioning here that whenever a historic moment like this happens, whether it be a no-hitter or especially a perfect game, you know, the rest of the team rallies behind that pitcher the next time he's on the bump, and let alone they just play better for an extended amount of time. So it's going to be interesting to see if this is a the spark to light the fire that the Yankees need. Yeah. And then also, Aaron Judge is also going to be the key since he's injured right now. There has to be a timetable, but if he comes back and if Domingo keeps it going, then okay. And, and heck, even if they don't win the division, we just saw last year a wild card team with the new format make the World Series. So could it happen again? We might, but if the Yankees have a shot, hopefully they can use this as a springboard to moving forward because, hey, we still got a lot of baseball left. Like, we're in June. There should be no panicking right now. Yep, there should be no panicking. But if they revert back to what they were early in the season into July or even August, then I'll then the warning to start now by that time. But right now, this is just, hey, use the springboard and go forward. 
Right, if only it worked for Seattle back in 2012. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it also goes to mention, you know, well, a, a perfect game can mean so much for the fans, the players themselves, you know, the organization, um, families of those players. But, you know, in the moment, it's great. You're celebrating. But also, the rest of the season do, does have to play out, unfortunately. And, if you know, the world stopped right after that. Yankees fans would end the night happy. But in New York, especially in baseball, there's an expectation of World Series or bust. And even if they're rebuilding, you're expected to make it all the way to the World Series, which you could argue is a little harsh, but it's just New York baseball culture especially. And Absolutely. this might placate the fans for a little bit, give you a longer rope for the rest of the season. But it, you never know what's going to happen. Baseball's fickle that way. Yeah, it is. That's New York for you. Right. Even, even with the passing of George Steinbrenner, that's still, that's still the key. Still, still the mindset. We need a, another World Series, and and they've been waiting for what fourteen years. Yeah, fourteen years. So they just need to get together. So if this is the opportunity, okay. Then if not, then it would just be a waste. That being said, the Astros have been the bane of the Yankees' existence in recent playoff years. And right now, the Astros aren't in the playoffs. Now, that can change by come October. But if you're a Yankee fan and you're worried about the Astros, especially because they've been your roadblock, you're maybe a little more hopeful because of that. Probably. But, but yeah. again, the Yankees have not made the playoffs from the Astros have, so we've seen that happen. Yeah, it'll be interesting. But, you know, Alan, this perfect game, it's just fantastic. It makes me really happy. I'm sure it makes you really happy, too. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it really does. It's not often we see something like this happen. I'm with you on that. I am truly am, and, and yeah, again... Congrats to Herman and everybody involved in in that perfect game, and hope, hopefully this is a spot of something for for Domingo, who's been having an up and down season. This could probably springboard into getting better, and we'll see from there. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see, and it's going to be great. You know, I'm really, I'm really, really excited. And, um, you know, the main thing, you know, it seems like we'll need a, maybe we'll jump in to talk about one of the other topics we're going to move on because we're running out of perfect game stuff. But the perfect game, guys, it's a lot harder to get than a no-hitter. And the fact that we got a perfect game, it's fantastic. And unfortunately I didn't get to see it live, but hey, that's okay. Like I see the high I got I've seen it. We'll see replays of it for sure. You know, that they, they it on every June twenty eighth, it'll be known as Domingo Hermande for in Yankees land, which is great. So 
You know, it's great. So, you know, we're going to hit a button. We're going to change gears. And, Alan, what are we talking about next, do you think? Well, we're going to talk about we have some, we got two drafts happen back-to-back weeks. And International, again, making an impact in both of those drafts. Right. You know, I didn't watch the NBA draft too closely, but the top pick in the NBA draft was from France. He went to the Spurs, and that's wonderful. You know, like, that's great news for San Antonio. Um, Hopefully they can build around that guy. But, Alan, why don't you lead off and talk mostly about the NBA draft, and I'll I'll, uh, be the color commentator here. Keep in mind, like, you don't see this happen often. Like Victor Wambayama and there are other that and three other players from France were drafted, which puts four. And I think that is the most by any country in one draft. I think I should be I don't know if hopefully I'm I'm right on that. I'm not sure, but to have that much drafted in one that that many players from a country and one trap, that tells you two things. Number one, they're doing things right over there in France. I don't know what it is, but they're doing things right over there in development. And number two is their national team is ready to compete long-term. They are. And sad that we probably won't see them at the um, World Championship this summer. But we will see Victor Wimbayama, Ryan Rupert, uh, I think Cindy Sissoko. I can't remember the fourth player. But we're going to see them in their backyard in Paris for the Olympics next year. So having that, doing that, it's just, wow. Like, friends, they're showing that we can develop and we're ready to compete. And then also, I think Brady did something uh, fascinating. Like you meant, obviously, when Miami being drafted was first. And here's the thing, Brady. The Spurs have had a precedent of not just drafting, but developing international players. From Francis Tony Parker and Boris Diaw to Manu Ginobili, Argentina. Thiago Splitter, Brazil, from well, oh, Patty Mills, Australia, and Aaron Baines, Australia. I'm trying to think of another in and all. Fabrizio Alberto, Argentina. Uh, and I can't tell you how many players, international players, have been drafted by the Spurs and have contributed well. And I'm not going to be surprised if the Spurs do this again since they're so well-known to finding these international gems and turning them into contributors right away. And then also, I just found this out. Um, I just saw the all-time leading scores for international players. Tony Parker and Monty Nobley are in the top four as far as international. I think Tony is number two. Two or I think number one, and Manu's number four. So that tells you why the Spurs were dominant for twenty years, and I think the Spurs in the future 
are going to be a team to reckon with, and we'll be back into into contention probably in two or three years. Right, and you know it's going to be interesting, you know, and you know I'm looking at the draft history here right now. Two, no, yeah, two of the top ten picks in round one of this draft, Alan, were from France. I know you you mentioned four picks were from France total, but two in the top ten. That that just like you mentioned, France is a powerhouse right now, and that's. Amazing to see. Sorry, I have a itch in my eye. But, mm. like you said, the Spurs have a great history with international players. Dirk Nowitzki um, is one of them. And well, he was with the Mavericks. Was he? Yes. All right, never mind then. <laughs> but Texas overall has a great history. How about we go there? Texas overall has a great history with the international players and just loving them. And it's fantastic. And you mentioned it, the Spurs have a great history with it as well. And looking at the stats here, of course, um, we have, a, you know, the 24th pick in the draft was from Canada. 31st pick was from Nigeria. You know, there was an, then 33 was Canada. Then we had a Senegal from 39. Uh, two, there was a player from Italy and Serbia. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, France again, New Zealand, Dallin, Belgium, and Bosnia. And then there's a Gavonia. Sorry if I really butchered that. I have no idea how you would say that anyway. But hmm. it, it's just fantastic to see, Alan, like you mentioned, this international side of the NBA is continuing to grow. Yeah. And then also, he is the third. No, hold on. Fourth. An international player to be the number one overall pick. When yeah. he joined Akeem Olajuwon, played it from Nigeria, but also played college at Houston in 1984. Yao Ming in 2002. Then Andrea Bargnani in 2006. Got drafted by the Raptors. And now it's Victor Wembayama. And he's going to be someone who... They say he is probably the most hyped athlete since LeBron. But right now, to me, it's all let him get accustomed to the game. And and look, like where he played, like it's a little bit more physical than it was in Europe. So I, will he probably need to bulk up? Probably not that much. But at least defensively, he could do a lot for this first, and it should be better. And... And then we'll we'll take it from there. We'll see where where it goes. Yeah, and it, it's fantastic. I think it'll it's always great to see uh, players from other countries get drafted and perform well. And I'm excited to see what happens, Alan. Yeah, I do too. You know, that's what a draft can do is if from can provide a team with a lot of hope. And that's what you're hoping for in something like this is a lot of hope for the future as well as, you know, just a lot of hope for what might come next. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I you couldn't say better myself. 
So let me pull up the NHL draft here because um, there, there's a little more uh, in-depth here, I think, that we might need to get into because, you know, with the NBA draft, two rounds, like, of the 40 picks, you know, 10 maybe, you could say, give or take, um, yeah. were international. You know, in the first round alone of the NHL draft, Alan, six of the 10 countries that are actively participating in the NHL mm-hmm. were from different countries than the United States. Well, no, the, were represented, including the U.S. So that's a big thing we'll need to break down. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there was a lot, like always, in the NHL. And let's see some of it of the draft, because I was just curious how they did it, since it's a little bit different from what the NBA or even Major League Baseball does it. So it was very interesting. Yeah, it was fun. I got to watch most of the first round live, and... It was great. You know, everyone, it, I, you know, I, we all knew Connor Bedard, you know, the top ranked prospect was going to go to Chicago. Yet there was smart part of me that was like, Connor Bedard should not go to Chicago just because I want to see chaos ensue. <laughs> you know, and Connor Bedard is like, was, is it, was essentially the same level of pick as what, for hockey, as was uh, the Victor Wembanyama. Excuse me, I really butchered that name. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I really butchered Victor's na- last name there. I am sorry. <laughs> but Bedard was basically the second coming of McDavid for, for the hockey world. And, you know, he went, of course, to Chicago. Um, the second pick in the draft was Anaheim. He go he, the, skate, the skater that goes to Anaheim is Leo Carlson from Urebro. Now, Utterbrook oh, yeah. is a fantastic I, I and beautiful game, city. And I think he will be a big help for the Ducks. And uh, they've had a long time of, of a lot of down years. But when the Ducks get it right, then they're up there. Which they've had history of, like, when they get things right, they're out there competing for the Cups. And I think this is a start for them. And what Carlton is doing tremendous. And then also, I think the one that intrigued me, I didn't know the players are those drafted like in the middle of the pack because we've seen guys like Yaramir Yager, I think he's from Russia, but played on, on those Penguins teams with Mario Lemieux. We've also seen Venki Malkin being drafted there at that level with Penguins. Continue the, the, the run for the Penguins as well. And Kutchoff. From the lightning and they're and they're rolling so i would say those picks as well from like that middle of the pack are going to make a big difference for those teams that have to go some it'll be a continuation for others that's going to be a part that they've been looking for for the past seasons. right and alan an interesting thing here is a lot of russians are drafted in the nhl and some were drafted, but it's always interesting to see how's that going. You know, there's especially because of the geopolitical landscape with Russia and the war in Ukraine right now. It's really interesting to kind of dig into how is that going to affect a sport like the NHL. And there was a big 
there there's always going to be some sort of it, you know worry about that right now but you know it you can't blame these these 18 year old kids who just got drafted into the league you know they're just playing hockey they're doing what they love you know you can't blame them for that yeah like they're not they're only coming here because they want to play they want to play want to create a new life and and not worry about the past so, like i think they will they'll be fine i think they should be able to hey play your game don't worry about what everyone else is saying just play your game develop it and grow like that's many players. It doesn't matter where they're from or their background. As long as you do those three, everything else will work out. Right. And Alan, you know, I'm going to hit the, we'll, we'll wrap up uh, probably after, briefly after uh, we lose uh, contact here. We'll lose that anytime now. But we're going to talk more in depth about this, but Alan, we finally have another Italian in the league. And he's a goaltender. Oh, an Italian? Yes. My wife will be oh, happy to know this. I haven't told her yet. <laughs> oh, okay. But we, after, in the 2020, so the Anaheim, Anaheim Ducks drafted Damian Clara from Italy. And he's a goaltender. And he is, you know, the first year Italian hockey player to be drafted in the league in, I want to say, over 30 years. So let me uh, let me get Alan back here because we need to talk. He we need his input on this really badly because you know my wife is going to be happy and maybe not ha- exuberant is not the right word, but she's going to be excited to learn about this. You know, she like she's Italian herself, so she likes knowing about this thing. And so for the first time in thirty five years, guys, we have an Italian goaltender in the NHL. Well, at least drafted. Whether he'll get, you know, transitioned, and then he'll go from there. But we know in in soccer, Italian goaltenders are some of the best goaltenders in the world. So it'll be interesting to see if it we can replicate that here in the NHL. And Alan, I just found out that that time frame for this Italian goaltender. He is the first Italian goaltender to be drafted. In, into hockey in 35 years. Impressive. And yeah, yeah. No, what's you know, I I went on a little monologue here, and how that's impressive. You know, as you know, my wife is probably going to be really happy to know about that. You know, being Italian herself. Oh, yeah. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think like Anaheim does need a lot of help, and for beyond to go there, go there. It's actually not a, not a bad idea. And he just keeps barking. I don't know why he's barking. Hey, Keanu, get over here. But, but yeah, they need a lot of help. They do. And that will be a perfect fit for, for Damien to help, grow, and become a, one of the foundational pieces that, that the Ducks will need moving forward. Right. And Alan... Being a big soccer guy, you know, there were some comments on here on the post that the International Ice Hockey Federation posted on Facebook. In in terms of football, soccer, you want an Italian goaltender. They're some of the best in the world when it comes to goalkeeping. Some of them, yeah, absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see. So Clara, he, 
Clara may, might have a lot of pressure externally on himself here. Whether he perceives that and feels that is, I, we don't know. But he might feel that for sure. It'll be interesting to see if he can set maybe start a precedent where we see these Italian goaltenders come into the NHL and do well and become some of the best goaltenders in the world, just like they are in the world of soccer. So it'll be interesting to see. And that was a conversation that a lot of these commenters were having. Yeah, I, I would agree. He might feel it a little bit, but I think that's precedent. And I think really, um, we talked about in the beginning with uh, Slava Petisov when he became the first Russian from Soviet Union to, to play. And he opened that door for others actually create the Red Wings Russian five. He, I believe that could happen with, uh, what's it, what was it, Claudio, or what was it? Sorry, what? The Italian goalkeeper name. Like, oh, Damian Clara. Damian, okay. For Damian, I think if he uses that then yes, I think he can Like you could succeed if I succeed in the NHL, so can you. And it will be for Italy to be involved. Right, and it's going to be interesting to see. Let's wrap in. You know, it's we we wish him the best of luck, and. You know, we're going to keep a close eye on this guy, and it'll be fun to watch him develop. And, be, you know, you, goaltenders, when they get drafted, you might not see them for a few years and entering into the NHL. It's it's not uncommon for them to spend a lot of time in the develop, the minor leagues to develop and then get put get called up. Um, so well, it'll be interesting to see his progression here. And as I hit the final button, Alan, what are your final thoughts of everything we've talked about today? Well, my final thoughts are, like, it's it's amazing what we're watching right now. Now, like, these leads are noticing, hey, we need to draft and sign an That's a message a lot of the world can benefit here today. Um, you know, 
Alan, you took care of the draft. I'm just going to say one last thing on the perfect game. We don't. This is the 24th perfect game in all of MLB history. Do we think we see 25 in this year? I don't know. But if you if it happens, you and you bet we'll talk about it here. Um, you know, you guys can find us anywhere you get your podcasts: Google, Spotify, Apple, Overcast, wherever you get, listen to us. Tell a friend about us and let them know what we do and what we're about and help us spread the word and grow. And with 30 seconds left of the outro, here we go. Stay safe out there. Keep dreaming because they do come true. Absolutely. Have a good day.